0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Uriel podcast. My name is Tafar Mofemba and I will be your host today. Well, if you've gotten this far um, in this current season, I'll say congratulations and thank you for being with us um, so far. I think things are about to get slightly more interesting as we still explore. I guess I would still say it's an aspect of church hurt. But it's taking a different shape. And I think this one might um, strike you more or maybe less. (laughs) It all depends on what you've been through in life. Today, I want to talk about a topic that a lot of um, preachers that would want a good name with the people (laughs) and i need to say this clearly it's a good name with the people but not necessarily god but i want to explore a topic that a lot of preachers would avoid all because they would want a good name or a good reputation amongst people or they wouldn't necessarily want to um ruffle anyone's feathers And it's the topic of finances, topic of money. Um, And immediately, you know, people are like, wow, yeah, at the end of this episode, you know, Tefaro probably wants to collect offering. (laughs) You know, he probably probably wants to exploit us, whatever it is. Um, Maybe he wants to tell me exactly what I've heard from every other preacher but i just pray that god helps me to to say exactly what his word says and where i get it wrong may he help me to come back and correct myself in um, in uh, in such scenarios so money is a very money or finances is a very sensitive topic And it's a topic that most people would prefer not to tackle. And as the Bible lets us know that where a man's treasure is, there you'll find his heart also. I believe it's a very sensitive topic because it also gets to the core and to the hearts of human beings. And... One of the things I also believe, or one of the reasons why I also believe it's a very touchy and sensitive topic, is because apart from going to church and you know whatever else we do in life, a lot of our time is spent either in developing ourselves so that we can gain in terms of value in the market, so that we can make more money, or we spend it going to work so that we earn the money. Whether you are Christian, whether you are Hindu, whether whatever you are, you need money to survive. (laughs) As a Christian, you'll realize that it doesn't matter how many hours you spend in prayer. Even after prayer, you may be thirsty and you need water. After prayer, you're not gonna be filled. You're not gonna be full. There may be special circumstances where you're fasting, but I'm talking about on a, <laughs> on a normal day. But a normal day, that's, that's not going to fill you up in any way. So, basically, um, this is something that you cannot avoid. This is something that all of us are doing. And this is something that we are always going to do. So I think the most important thing is to make sure that we're doing it God's way. We're following God's blueprint and we attain the results that God wants us to attain. You see, the problem we have sometimes is we try to separate God and then we say our personal life. So I, I, I don't know if it's sort of like a double life that we live you know, just a slight tangent. Interestingly, I remember us talking to somebody at some point and we were just talking about this whole concept of superheroes, how they would have like a double identity. And basically they're splitting their superhero life from whatever is their personal life. And it's so interesting that we were just talking about this. And, you know, one of the things he mentioned is that society is beginning to promote double standards society is beginning to promote you being able to be this person today but you're another person tomorrow and especially you know when he was he he was telling me about how you know it affects just even who you are as i think within the context that we're talking about it was it was men i mean that's just something that's very interesting but i'm also thinking about it from the point of view of we try to separate our finances from god and it's like When I'm at church, it has nothing to do with money. And then when I leave church, I go and look for money. But I think the reason why a lot of us suffer in this area is because we split these two. They don't have to be split. Because where the absence of God is, Sin prevails. Lying, cheating, compromise. There are levels that even people that claim to be Christians go to just to make money. And this is because they have not properly put themselves in a place where they can trust God with their finances and trust God to provide. <laughs> And, you know, as we end this season, I'm also this is, I'm also going to open up about my challenge in terms of believing um, God for finances. Um, a problem that I faced and, you know, God helped me through that. Uh, but anyways, for now, we're just trying to bring out the importance of finances. So because we separate these things, we always find that one way or the other we find ourselves slaving for money we find our peace leaving us because of the absence of money um and we find our relationships even suffering because of the absence of money and it's because we failed to give finances we failed to give money the place that it needs to occupy the end of this podcast is not going to be the conclusion that you should not look for money because we've already established that you can't. It's the system of this world. And if you're going to, there's certain principles in this world that you have to go through, that you have to uh, comply with if you're going to survive. <laughs> um, so, back uh, back to this issue. You see... When you look for money, you have to make sure that you give it the right place. And what is the right place for money? It's before God. <laughs> it's as simple as that. If your tre- if your heart is where your treasure is, then it means when you give God your heart, you are also giving God your treasure. You are also trusting God with your finances. You are trusting him to lead you in terms of how to use your finances so it's as simple as that (laughs) you should never get to a point where you are seeking to achieve a financial goal independent of god that should not be anything if you want to experience peace if you want to be content And if you also want to see how God can improve your financial situation, then you have to give it to him. You have to give your heart, your financial goals to him. Because the thing about money is, if you don't submit whatever your financial goals and desires are to God, those financial desires and goals can become your God. And if you read Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6 is very clear that mammoth or money is a God. And it's so interesting that Jesus himself calls something else that is not his father a God. And that in itself should just tell you just how powerful this thing is. This is not something that we simply talk about when we want to get people's money. Oh, and it's time for offering. No, this is, that's not it. That's not it. You see, the reason why we end up talking about finances and money in the way that it is, is because, like I said, that is the system of the world but you find that money is just simply a medium of exchange. So it's not that money is what you really want, but money is the tool that allows you to get what you really want. What you really want is a car, but you need $100,000 to get that car. What you really want is food, but you need $100 to get that food. And you begin to realize that money is a tool and it's a medium of exchange. So we're not so tied to money in terms of notes but it's what it allows us to do so you find that in the time of Abraham and all these guys a great symbol of of wealth was your livestock your livestock was something that you could use in barter trade which is why God blessed them in that way God was enabling them to then be able to get whatever was really on their heart So when we are talking about money, we are talking about how God enables you to get what is really on your heart or how God enables you to even use that money for the kingdom. Hmm? (laughs) I might just drop one very interesting scripture that will challenge you and I'll build on it at the end of the episode. I won't even explain it. I'll, I'll, I'll just drop it for you and um, And you'll be able to see. So one of the things you will realize is that when it comes to fundamental and important things that we should believe as Christians is that the devil always throws curveballs, whether in the form of lies, Alternatives and so forth Just so that we Feel uncomfortable Discussing the will of God You see now There are all these things Being pushed in terms of Transgenders LGBTQ RSTUV (laughs) That kid But These things are pushed To us So that number one We're confused But number two So that we do not have enough confidence to stand for what God really stands for. And when we don't have the confidence to stand for what God stands for, he knows that we're opening up room for us to accept the unacceptable. So you see, with with this issue of, of, of money, we have come across preachers and so forth that have totally distorted the word that have manipulated people into giving money they weren't supposed to give in the first place into forcing them to do what God had not impressed them had not impressed upon their hearts and because they've done that now in general people are very uncomfortable to talk about money the assumption is Tafara wants to take my money. Tafara, oh, I heard ah Tafara posted iPhone 14. Ah, 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 ah. He wants iPhone 14. <laughs> you know? Uh, but yeah, that's that's not the case. That's not the case with everyone. So he tries to push us away from having these kinds of conversations as Christians, but yet they are relevant conversations they are necessary conversations that should be had that we should have amongst each other you see there's a scripture in I believe uh, Zechariah one seventeen that says cry yet saying thus saith the Lord of hosts my cities through prosperity shall be spread abroad and this is the point that I just want to talk about for maybe just a few minutes and then I close and we can pick it up next episode. But the gospel in itself is not just pushed by prayers. There's nothing like that. Anybody who is running ministry successfully, and by successful, I don't mean in terms of numbers, size, but successfully in the sense that it, it, it achieves and accomplishes the, um, the purpose of, of, of a church. What I mean is, if you speak to anybody that runs a successful ministry with this description that I've given, they'll tell you that ministry needs money. <laughs> we'll pray for the sick, we'll share the word, but at the end of the day, we need money. We need money maybe to either buy the building or rent out the building. We need money to get instruments. We need money... Um, for different things i mean you know what 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 brings a church service together we need money and we need money to reach out to evangelize maybe it's transport whatever it is we need money we need to print stuff these are size that we don't normally think of but the gospel needs money <laughs> The gospel needs prosperity. I know this verse says prosperity, and prosperity can be different things. So I'm not just saying you're only effective in the kingdom when you've got money. You're effective in the kingdom when you've received Christ. You have what it takes already to be effective in the kingdom. It's a matter of believing, applying yourself, and renewing your mind. But what I'm saying is money is one of those things. Things or one of those um, measures of prosperity that can be. It is not the only measure, but it is a measure of, of one's prosperity. So what I'm saying is that through money, the kingdom can be spread abroad. Through money or through finances, there are certain lives that you can get to touch. Even while you yourself are not there in that place. Yes, sometimes a person needs faith, maybe to get a job, (laughs) or they need, yeah, they need faith for something. But in that immediate moment, they're hungry, (laughs) and they need food. And sometimes what you may need to do is help feed somebody. You feed that person, and then you give them the word. Even you yourself, you know how difficult it is to read your Bible sometimes when you're fasting. Sometimes, not all the time. Sometimes all you can think of is, oh, my day's food. Sometimes. (laughs) And think about somebody whose lifestyle is hunger. Yes, we have the word, but sometimes... You may need to approach people with finances before you can give them the true value, of course, which is the word. So, through prosperity, his cities are spread abroad. I believe that there is a scripture, forgive me if the address is wrong, but if when you hear what I say, you can, you know, Google it and stuff, but it should be Ephesians 4 verse 18, which says, let him that stole steal no more so that he may have to give. Hmm. No, it's definitely not it. Ephesians 4 verse 18 says they darkened in their understanding, all this, all this, all this. <laughs> so, um, I mean, you, you, could, you can just look for that scripture. I'm sure you'll, you'll, you'll find it. But let him that stole steal no more so that he may have to give. Ah, <sighs> Let he that stole steal no more so that he no no it says so that he may put his hands to work so that he may put his hands to work that he may go to work so that he may have to give so the purpose of having a job the purpose of of us even going to work and all these things. It's not so that we can be fed and all these things, though that's part of the blessing. Our families are taken care of, all these other things. But the main thing that you need to understand, the reason why you have that job, the reason why you have that degree, the reason why you're pursuing what you're pursuing is so that you may have to give giving is why we have finances <laughs> and as we go we're going to begin to describe different kinds of giving and during this description some of you are going to be healed from previous traumas where an incorrect way of giving was introduced to you, where a manipulative way of giving was introduced to you, and where a grudging way of giving was introduced to you. And we're going to deal with all these things, and the Holy Spirit is going to be present, and he's going to help us begin to readjust our focus. And we're also going to talk about how the Bible tells us how to even invest money. So hopefully you can cover this in in the remaining episodes. But the the Bible is full of information. Most of the parables that Jesus gave were financial in nature. And this is where we're going to end today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I absolutely, absolutely appreciate you and love you so much. And thank you for always being a part of this episode. And thank you for always believing that God has got something to say through this platform. So, God bless, guys. Um, see you soon.